This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? As we do every Wednesday, or we try to do every Wednesday, we talk with Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Hopefully, there's no uh, new wrinkles or gray hairs um, with the, <laughs> you know, crazy February we had in mortgage. Yeah. One of the reasons, folks, I have Matt, the mortgage guy, on this is if you follow my channel and you're following it for years, I, I talk about two things: the consumer and cost of capital. And Matt, the mortgage guy, is my expert for cost of capital. We've seen a roller coaster ride in the last seven business days. And uh, before we get into what all that means, why don't we just talk about what the roller coaster that you've seen, Matt? I, I'm assuming rate sheets have changed several times over the last seven days. So, so give the audience a flavor of just how wild the ride's been. Sure. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to get granular for us to talk about, you know, wild rides in mortgage. I think before I even get started on that, let's just say mortgage rates are still near historic lows. If you're 3% or 3.1% on a 30 year fixed, don't feel like the sky is falling and that, you know, you need to panic because it's definitely not that. And um, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more mortgage headlines like that um, because that's the stuff that gets clicks and that's the stuff that people generally like to see, but I haven't seen a lot of them, which is, which is good. We don't want consumers to feel panicked. Um, but on the day to day where mortgage rates change daily, we usually don't see big upticks or downticks in rate from day to day. Like we saw basically the middle of February through the end of fit well, to current. Right. Yep. And, um, it was once we had about a week of declines and it was, you know, incremental, but combined but quite orderly. a big shift. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and for people, I don't want to get into basis points and, and being too specific, but you know, your rate on a 30 year fixed might've gone a quarter, three eighths, or even a half a percent worse mm -hmm. in a two week period. That doesn't happen the last time anything close to that had happened was 2016 elections. When you go back and you look at like what's happened with mortgage bond trading. And so that's, that's a fairly big shock. And I think it was an especially big shock this year because there's so much mortgage volume. Yeah. It's one thing to have a market where, you know, there's an average number of mortgages being written when you're in a super low rate environment where everybody's refinancing and, you know, despite low inventory, tons of people are still buying. And then you in, inject volatility into that. It can cause more havoc than normal, I think. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things I'd like to point out, right? I've been, I've been following the consumer and cost of capital for the better part, two and a half decades. And you're right, the, the mortgage rate in the bond market, generally speaking, isn't the most volatile things, right? It is certainly trends. And it certainly, you know, has its up uptrends and its downtrends. I would argue we've been in a downtrend on on rates for you know well over a decade with some hiccups in 16 and 18 and you know all of those. But generally speaking, they've been going down. I think at some point, it may be now, it may be in the future, we will reverse that trend. 
and they will be heading higher, right? Whether it's inflation or growth or whatever you want to call it, right? I, I don't see rates on the 30-year going from two and a half to one and a half, for example, right? There's just some kind of, there's some kind of floor where it costs money to do these loans. So I think we're closer to the bottom than the top, obviously. The other thing you're right is the psychology. I have been watching the consumer for so long. These, these are some interesting things to talk about. First and foremost, if rates tick up, you know, a quarter or three eighths, the refi market is going to feel it first, right? They're, that's where you're going to feel it first. But you know what happens to buyers? Buyers in a market, and I saw this in 06, I saw this again in 16, when rates tick up, it actually pulls forward demand because the people on the sidelines who have been waiting go, oh my God, I don't want a higher mortgage rate. Because again, people buy on payments. Uh, so it's actually interesting that, uh, you know, if we were to reverse the trend on the 30-year mortgage, at least in the short term, six to 12 months, it will pull buyers forward, uh, which I always thought was interesting. Right. And, and, and being somebody with, with boots on the ground, talking to consumers every day and writing mortgages every single month, I can tell you with absolute certainty, you're spot on. Because for whatever reason, the, the trending down and being fairly stable everybody's just, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about buying or whatever. That tick up basically injects a sense of urgency. Correct. And so now all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I just talked to you last week and my payment was 26.25. Now it's 27.10, which, you know, isn't huge. But now the psychology that somebody has is, well, if, if it went up 85 bucks one week, you know, it can do the same thing next week and the week after before my payment is over 3000, I've got to go out there and buy. And so, you know, that stuff isn't likely to happen, but it is a kick in the pants or a little bit of sense of urgency for somebody once they start to see that. And you're exactly right. The same thing will happen with refinances. People that you've talked to for months and I've shown them this thing makes sense. It's going to save you $375 a month and it costs you this. It's a make sense deal. Drag feet, drag feet, drag feet, drag feet. One hint of rates going up. Oh my gosh, maybe I should actually act. Right. And yeah. so I think with, with the volatility, anybody who's in the mortgage world is just fielding, you know, a crazy amount of phone calls from people that were dragging their feet and now want to refinance after you've talked to them for three or four months, people that were in the market that were kind of, eh, I don't, I think I want to buy, I'm prepared to buy, I'm fully pre-approved are now like, oh my gosh, while we have 3% rates, I want to get in because I don't want to see it go to three and a half. Which, in all honesty, if somebody buys in six months from now and the rate's 3.4, it's still a great looking rate. Real estate is still an amazing long-term asset. That stuff doesn't change. But um, you know, part of it is people have gotten so used to these low rates. You know, they've been spoiled. And um, they the the average consumer doesn't really understand all the mechanics that like rates are being artificially suppressed. Yeah. Like once some levers come off and and there's not, you know, billions of dollars of mortgage bond buying from the Fed, like you you let off a couple of these levers and you got four and a half percent rate. And like people are like, what happened? Yeah, I hope people hear that because I've been talking that a lot. That now's like 2021 is the year. If you're looking at single family investments, you want to get and you still can get cheap 30 year money, now's the time. Because again, I believe the Fed is just about to announce what, what has been historically called Operation Twist, which was done twice, once in 1961 and once in 2011. What they're going to do 
is they're going to buy the long end and sell the short end. That's going to raise rates on the short end. It's going to bring rates down on the long end. Long end is the 10-year and the 30-year. That's going to flatten the yield curve. It's going to make it harder for banks to make money, but it's going to keep that rates low. They can't do that forever. Uh, they will get out of the market. And when that lever comes off, the yield curve is going to skew higher. Uh, so folks, now is the time. And then like two weeks ago, Matt, we talked about rate locks, right? You're not locked until you're locked. So don't blame your mortgage broker if you didn't get locked <laughs> or didn't complete the application. Let's, let's not forget that. It's not their fault. If they had a magic wand, Matt would lock you in all the time, but he can't do that, right? Yeah, I actually added something. I, I send out estimates all the time, probably do a hundred plus per month. And it looks exactly like a loan estimate. It mirrors it so that I'm super transparent. People can see everything on there. I added with, you know, highlighted star, 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 based on today's rates, rates change daily. Just yeah. because- Big red letters. Know, I, <laughs> yeah, because- what, what happened was, you know, the first two weeks of February, we saw amazing rates. And I think February 11th was the first day where we saw, you know, the start of, of, you know, mortgage bonds trending down, meaning rates going up. And um, so, yeah, if I quoted you on February 8th, but we didn't get an application till the 15th and we didn't submit it till the 18th or whatever those dates were, you know, I can't go back to the 8th and, and lock then. I can't go back and buy you a lottery yeah. ticket from, from February 3rd. The sales are over. Yeah, exactly. The other thing we need to talk about in the real estate market and the mortgage market, where I think this impact is going to be felt and actually can turn some yes answers to no answers, which is unfortunate, is new construction, right? New construction right. is out six, nine, 12 months in some parts of the country. And, you know, lots of people are getting pre-approvals and all of that to be a buyer. But if rates change enough, and oh, by the way, prices go up because costs are going up, there may be some people who are lined up thinking they're going to buy a new home that won't be able to, right? Debt to, debt to income or whatever it is. If rates tick up enough, I think that's going to happen. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I don't know if it was a conversation me and you had or somebody where I thought about this before we actually saw an uptick in rates because I had talked to people who had called me and say, hey, do I have to use the builder's lender? I'm looking at it. I want to compare. And I kind of told them, let's look at that 60 days before it's completed or 45 days. Cause you really can't do anything now. You're at yeah. the mercy of the market. So I've, I've had dozens of those conversations. And then I thought to myself, you know what? They are at the mercy of the market. What if rates go up a half a point? Yeah. And, you know, knowing what I know about qualifying people, you know, you ideally don't want to be at the very top end of your range of what you qualify for. But for some people, that's just, it is what it is. They've got student loan debt or they've got a car payment with 15 payments left or whatever it is. Like they just have to buy with a debt to income ratio of 45%. Well, that debt to income ratio is going to change if your payment goes up because the rate goes up. And so tons of people. And, and when I put out a video on Saturday about rates going up, I got tons of comments and I've got email box flooded with help. What do I do? I bought a new home that's not ready till October. I can't lock. And so I guess, you know, before I give my opinion on it, advice for people out there, talk to whoever you're in contract with and whoever your lender is, because builders that are smart, I think that know that it's taking six, nine, 12 months are going to have lenders that have options for longer rate locks. And I've like learned so much about this in the last week, just talking to people, there's all kinds of stuff that lenders are doing where, hey, if you're willing to pay a little bit upfront, we'll give you a 180 day lock. 
and it's always more expensive because it's, sure. you know, it's for the lender, it's risky and, and, and whatnot. And so you can pay a half a point to get this extra long lock and sure it costs something, but it allows you to have some certainty. And if you're one of those that is not going to qualify, if rates are three and a half percent in December, then, you know, certainty might turn into necessity. You might have to do that. And so every lender's different. Some offer 90, some offer 180. I, I don't know if I've heard of anything longer than the 180 day lock that I talked to somebody about recently, but um, it's, it's a real concern because, you know, you've, you've got a big earnest money deposit on a lot of these new builds where you're putting down 10, $15,000. I've known builders to not be so kind about giving refunds. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they would do in the circumstance where you say, Hey, Mr. Builder, I know I have a non-refundable deposit, but I don't qualify anymore. Like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's something to definitely look at if, um, you're at the top of that range and you know, it, you're buying a five or $600,000, $700,000, house in California. Hmm. It doesn't take a lot in rate. I mean, a $500,000 mortgage, a half a percent is 2,500 bucks a year, which is $200 a month. I mean, it, wow. it's, it can, it can shift on you. Yeah. The, the last thing we'll close out in the, on this conversation about mortgages is kind of where you were at in the beginning. And that is we're still at historic lows. I think anything with a three on it, or below, whether it's an owner-occupied or investment loan, is 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 going to be tremendous loans when you look back on it in five or six years, right? Get my opinion only is go get that thirty-year money fixed as long as you can, uh, as long as it's below four percent, you're going to be happy. Uh, again, I was doing deals in, uh, in the sixes and actually did one in the sevens back when I got started. So, um, you know, appreciate where we are. Did you catch the bottom? Yeah, very few people do. <laughs> Make sure the numbers make sense. Be conservative. You know, put a little extra down if you have to. Uh, but still, keep investing and buy and hold real estate. It's kind of my feedback. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel the same way. And I remember the conversations in 2019 where it's just like, hey, listen, if you get money under 4%, you were yeah. doing really good. Yeah. And the same still holds true. It's it's not any different. When rates were five and, and they come down to four and a quarter, um, you know, it's like, wow, you know, near 4% on a 30-year fixed you know, loan where you're, you know, having tax advantages and stuff of owning real estate, like this is great. And so people have become spoiled, but, but don't lose sight of the overall picture where it's still fantastic. Yeah. Having a 3% mortgage in a 3% inflation environment is going to be pretty good when you look back on it, just simply said. Right. Yeah. Free money. Free money. All right, man. Any closing (laughs) thoughts? How can people get a hold of you if they want to do uh, buy a home and buy a refi home in California? Yeah. If you're in California, I'm happy to help. If you're outside of California, I'm happy to share a referral. If you just send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T at mathemortgageguy.com. Me or somebody in my office will connect you with either an out-of-state broker who can help you out there, or if you're in California, happy to chat. I appreciate everybody from one rental at a time that's that's reached out. Um, Got a couple of deals in process, had plenty of good conversations. And, um, you know, it's always, it's always fun to talk to investors, live vicariously through investors and, and talk through, uh, knowing what I know, what what I do, because sometimes, sometimes people who are uncertain about, you know, a strategy when it comes to real estate investing or a strategy with their mortgage, it just takes a five or 10 minute conversation to kind of work through some things. And I'm just there as a facilitator, you know, the, the consumer eventually decides and I'm just letting them, you know, I'm I'm hitting the tennis ball back and we go back and forth and they go, okay, it's clear now, Matt, here's what I want to do. 
That's awesome. Playing tennis with them. I appreciate that. Thanks for all, right. all you do. Uh, have a great week. All right. Cool. You too. Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm.